deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shriekcast. Uh, no longer a Harry Potter reread podcast. I'm your host, CC. And I'm Liz. And Liz, we're we're embarking on a new chapter by chapter project this week. It's exciting stuff. It's really exciting stuff. I mean, I I've had been having a good time with the uh, with the Da Vinci Code and Maximum Ride and these other things that we've sort of been um, taking in whole chunks. But uh, yeah, we're back. We're we are so back uh, uh, to the old format this week. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, don't have to read as much at a time, which is great. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a, yeah, yeah, there were a while we were doing it, like, let's just do, like, a whole book every other week or whatever, which I I think made, made it made the road to recording a look a lot shorter, or like, you know, like the, like the, that's not like committing to like a six month or a year long book project, right? But the amount of work probably ended up the same with, like, the amount of reading we had to cram into one, yeah, one episode. Yeah, you know? and I think in theory it's, like, more critically sound to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> to do a whole book at a time. But that's not what you're here for. We're, Come on. You're here to listen to us riff. Uh, to, to listen to it. I mean, we're doing, we're doing, uh, uh, I, I guess, I guess I can spoil it now because, because if, if you've clicked the episode, you'll have seen it. Uh, we're doing the Hunger Games now, um, which neither of us have read, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I think the opportunities to like have people just fucking yelling at their phones listening to this. Uh, as we speculate on like what may or may not happen in the Hunger Games is <laughs> is really rich. Yeah, uh, yeah the the roller coaster ride. Yeah, this is going to be a new one. Uh, no, no, uh, no prior experience from either of us on this one for once, which is new territory, kind of. Yeah, have you seen the movie? I have seen. God, I've seen one of the movies, but it was like on a plane, and I don't. Rem- I remember dogs. I remember CGI dogs. That's like all I remember. <laughs> Great start. <laughs> I, rem- I remember there's like CGI dogs chasing someone up a up a wall, and they I don't remember. Get any, couldn't get any real dogs for that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I. Yeah, no, no, no real dogs, and uh, uh, no, no. I don't remember any actors. I don't remember any scenes. I literally just remember dogs. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm fresh. That, and I guess I, I know the catchphrase. I volunteer as tribute. I guess that's not really a catchphrase, but you know, that's a, a fame a famous moment. It is said. It is said in in the movies. I know that one because of. Um, did you ever have seen it, the game? No, but I'm familiar. <laughs> the, the 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 DVD game where you. <laughs> so stupid. Where it like plays you a clip of a movie, and it's like. Who's that actor? Who's who's the what movie is this from? That was like, <laughs> didn't that they was have really? 
didn't they have those for like individual franchises? Like you could get like friends, seen it. What what would the questions be for that? Because it's like you can't be like, who is this? It's Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> those ones got so insane because yeah, they would they it start it used to be that it was just like seen it and like seen it too, and they would just sort of like release new discs and stuff for it. Um but then they started doing like the guitar hero thing where it was like, oh, this is I had I had seen it Harry Potter, funnily mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Uh uh but like but you know but but it wasn't for like the whole franchise, because of course not, because they want to get these out and sell them as soon as possible. So it would be like they would do one just for the first Twilight movie. And like just for the first four Harry Potter movies. It was it was insane. Like, not even the full series when they were doing a series one. Wow. Very, very weird. Uh, very weird business strategy. But uh, I, I, I played a lot of that uh, a long time ago. And I remember the Hunger Games from that for some reason. Was it like a multiplayer thing or was this a single player endeavor? It was a multiplayer thing. It would say like, team one, this is your question. And if they, I, I can't remember if you like actually had to like choose with like the remote or whether it was like literally just on the honor system, you know, like <laughs> for you to keep score. I don't remember any of that. Seen it is no not a going concern anymore. Shockingly. Yeah, that's some antiquated technology. <laughs> just buying a DVD with a bunch of just scenes on it from different movies. Probably an awful quality, just so you could play like a very limited par trivia game. Yeah, that that's uh hmm. that's like the majority of my Hunger Games memories. Uh what about you? Do you do you have any like you know, lingering memories of just like Hunger Games stuff even though you haven't read it either? Honestly, no. I think this one completely passed me by. I mm-hmm. the, I I think maybe I was like aged out of it a little bit. Like I I was really close, but I think I was just slightly like moved on to other stuff and I don't even remember like my friends or like people in school reading it to be honest. Really? Okay, Mm-mm. so not even a huh, not even not even one that you were like seeing stuff from around. Interesting. No, not really, but I might have just been like fully like I don't know doing other stuff at that point that it, I might have just missed it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was also just like, I, I, I think at that point I was just, I mean, I would have been, this, this book came out in 2008. So I would oh, have been yeah. in like my second to last, or, no, I guess I would have at that point started my last year of high school. So I yeah. would have just been doing, I would just be reading, you know, books <laughs> like if i was reading anything right like i was a yeah, book reading for books uh playing wrath of the lich king um yeah yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah I made that sound a lot smarter than what i was actually doing which is playing a lot of gears of war 2 <laughs> <laughs> playing a lot of halo 2 i think or halo 3 i guess at that point uh uh dead space god 2008 i i can my brain has a hole in it that is just filled with like the year 
different video games came out and it's like the most useless no matter what new hobbies i pick up like you know like i I, i'm on the watches shit now yeah uh has not pushed any of that old information out yet Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm just filling my brain with useless crap uh constantly and it's never go it doesn't go away you can't flush that stuff out no (laughs) no it's in there it's it's stuck in there it's stuck in there for good um so how do we arrive at this? What 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 was your inspiration for for, for picking Hunger Games? Because we were floating a few ideas for a little while. We were, and I feel like nothing was really sticking. Um, and and I think that when I came to you with this one, I even like prefaced it by saying like, "Oh, this idea is kind of mid," and I'm. <laughs> I mostly felt that way because I think for both of us doing Harry Potter, we both had like pretty strong like memories and feelings about it in a way mm-hmm. that were like left over and and for both of us, like the Hunger Games I, it means nothing to me, right? right? Like it's a thing that completely missed me. Um but I started to see it in the news a little bit lately. We so part a big part semi-ironically but almost at this point not really it feels like the the ley line the shriek cast ley line has guided us here mm-hmm. <laughs> there the amount of stuff converging around the hunger games is very interesting yeah it's having a little bit of a resurgence isn't it it's it's having a moment uh it's I mean, so I guess part of it is that I guess there is a new movie coming based on like the prequel book that came out uh, yep. last year. Yep. Um so I think that sort of ha- has set the scene for this for this like little comeback, but like we were finding articles that's like, "Oh, the Hunger Games Renaissance is starting" or like or, you know, here's here's a listicle about Hunger Games stuff and wouldn't you know it, it all kind of follows the same pattern that a lot of the funniest Harry Potter blog stuff we found did, which is uh, hey, isn't politics like book I read? Right, right. <laughs> is, is it- does the 2016 election remind anyone else of the Hunger Games? <laughs> there are so many. There are like actual honest to God like SNL skits about that shit. Like, right. It, 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 this is a perfect follow through for us, I think. Um, uh, both to get away from, you know, be, be, be gone, Potter, holding up my crucifix, you know, get get out of here, done with right. that shit. Mm-hmm. But, but also, I think perhaps a, uh, a, a, a path that makes sense, just like, like, ex- excavating similar, uh, pop culture brain worm stuff. If- right. Right, yeah, because because this book is going to teach us how to how to rise up. <laughs> it's going to teach us a lot about about politics, a lot about uh, uh, mythology, um, a lot about uh, uh, world building. That's the stuff I'm like most excited for. There's there's so much here that is like like you just see the logical progression from from what. Potter fandom was for people to what this was for those same people, maybe slightly older or maybe different people looking for something similar but different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it, 
just just from like the vague stuff that I do know about it is that it it is uh very much another like uh uh like thing that you can sort of like categorize either other characters or yourself in um it doesn't have like houses but you know it's got like the districts and also it just has the like how how would like like if you just search like any character hunger games it's like long discussions of how how would character win hunger games right like how <laughs> Uh, and, and I think that it, it, it's just, like, provided, like, those similar fandom outlets for a lot of people. And also, I guess, like, not to mention the other part of this, which is that this feels like the... It's not, like, the... It, it certainly did not invent the genre by any means, but it feels like the bedrock of our current obsession with Battle Royale as, like, a premise for things. Right. Um... So it yeah, I don't know. It it, it feel it feels right, I think. Yeah, I think that another thing that has captured my interest a little bit is that I've seen it in a few different places um put up on a pedestal kind of. And I can't speak to whether or not that is like mm-hmm. deserved, um but I have seen it compared favorably to like um or rather, it's like uh, contrasted with like book talk. Like, there's that post going around that's like uh, a a back in my day, YA was about rising up against a tyrannical government, and now it's mm-hmm. about now it's about uh, boyfriends or whatever. <laughs> now it's about abusive boyfriend, which like <laughs> maybe maybe there's some truth to that, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it absolutely has similar uh and, and like very interesting like political cultural cachet in the same way that Harry Potter fans liked to claim that was for them. Uh we have like th- like I guess like the big difference here is that since neither of us have read it and uh neither of us really have any like opinion on it yet is that we kind of have a set of questions and stuff that we're going into this with without any preconceived like skepticism you know because we went into the harry potter with skepticism right like is this thing what people still say it is and the answer Mm -hmm. was no um people say similar things about the hunger games uh and i have no i have no answer to that yet Right, and so it'll be fun to read something that has similar buzz, but I have I am not familiar with. Right, definitely. Yeah, that's so. <laughs> that's really funny that that the comparison is like, oh, back in my day, we had like the Hunger Games, which <laughs> is weird to think about because, like, back in my day, like I remember it vividly. I was I was playing Gears of War two. That's what I was doing back in the day, but like. I just from reading one chapter of this, um, it's like it's insanely pulpy, mm-hmm. and 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 I I get the sense that there will maybe be a little bit of uh, a a little bit of fun to be had with the seriousness with which people take this thing that is very over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's sort of my, that's my guess. Uh, I don't know. Do you, do you have any guesses? Do you have any, like, like, 
expectations at all? Like, like, like what, what are you thinking? Mm, that's a great question. I, I think that uh, like another part of the appeal to me that it feels like a sort of return to form for YA. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like it reminds me a lot. The way it's written reminds me a lot of like The Giver or like Ender's Game, mm-hmm. and I I feel like this book is given like a, a funny amount of importance. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I I am I'm I'm going in with with a, a, an open mind and a good amount of interest, if nothing else. What I've read so far is really, really fun. Um, yes, and and I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. And I, it just, I think that this is the perfect choice for us to be going chapter by chapter through, um, uh, rather than uh, uh, <laughs> consigning ourselves to watching seventy episodes of an HBO Harry Potter TV show. Whenever that comes out. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not. Not watching that shit. Thank you very much. Um, well, uh, I guess just like a little bit of like preface for people who are, might be in the same boat as us, not familiar with The Hunger Games. Um, first book came out in 2008. Uh, the author is one Suzanne Collins, who used to be a children's TV show writer, which is a cool career path here, I think. There's, like, a direct line from, like, writing stuff for sort of slightly younger kids, it looks like. I mean, like, like she she worked on, like, the Clifford TV show. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, like, 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 real young kid stuff. And then sort of moving on to write uh, YA novels that are, like, a bit older, but, like, still, I, I probably utilizing some of the, like skills you pick up working on a on a children's show right um uh the thing that i was super not aware of that i uh that i found really interesting was that she wrote a whole ass other series before the hunger games that i'd never ever heard of before mm-hmm. called the underland chronicles which uh there's a great quote on her website about it uh Thinking one day about Alice in Wonderland, she was struck by how pastoral the setting must seem to kids who, like her own, live in urban settings. In New York City, you're much more likely to fall down a manhole than a rabbit hole, and if you do, you're not going to find a tea party. (laughs) What you might find? Well, that's the story of Gregor the Overlander, the first book in her five-part fantasy-slash-war series, the Underland Chronicles, which became a New York Times bestseller. Uh, Fantasy slash war series. Fantasy I love slash that. war series. I, there's like giant bugs and like birds and stuff. It's it's like crit. It's like a critters series. What if what if the critters were big? Uh, which sounds we're kind gonna, of awesome. We're gonna go see a fantasy slash war movie next week. That's so fucking true. Oh my god, we're gonna go see the fantasy slash war movie. Yeah, Return God, of the King. Exciting. I yeah, know, it is. Gonna see Re- Return of the King in the damn theaters. That is, oh, that's going to be so good. I just would never be like, oh, it's a, it's a fantasy slash war <laughs> movie, but it's, <laughs> damn, it's true. <laughs> it is, I, I suppose it is. Um, but I, I do, I do love this quote just because uh, it, 
it 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 it's such a I mean it's a, it's a very like simple inspiration story, um, but I think it's one that that like matches pretty well with the like. I guess the the apocrypha that she is like like put forth about like how she came up with the Hunger Games, which was that she was watching uh, reality TV and uh, Iraq War news footage at the same time. Yeah, that's that's. (laughs) 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 I, I I enjoyed reading that on the Wikipedia. It's that's a really. It's one of those things where I I'm in, I'm so intrigued by it because you know she says like you know I I saw these two things happening at once and it just created this sense of unease and I'm like yeah totally it, totally I totally see how you look at those two things and go huh I think the part of it that that is is maybe a little uh, amusing. Uh, when you look at the work that came came out of that was that the Hunger Games is about like it it has that very classic invasion fiction thing of like what if it happened here you know and it's like red dawn right I mean a little bit yeah it, it it's it's it has that the 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 core fantasy here or like the the thing that is so ch- you know the thing that's so like like chilling about the the fantasy is that like oh this is happening in Panem which is America. Um, and I'm always like, like, it's one of those things where like, I, I, I do really enjoy that kind of fiction, but it's, it's always interesting hearing creators talk about like, like books they write or shows they write or, or anything where they're like, yeah, I saw like bad stuff happening elsewhere. Uh, and it made me feel bad. And I wrote about it happening here. And I'm, and yeah. I'm honestly, yeah. Well, the thing is, it's not a fantasy. Like we're doing that over there, you know. So there, there's just a lot of, there's a big ball of like stuff tangled up in that, right? That I'm very interested to like unravel as we read this and see, like, what, you know, what, 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 what is she thinking about that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. And it all that all that stuff just has me churning on like the way that like celebrity is represented in like the movies and stuff like that. It's all really interesting and I'm so excited to dive into it. Yeah. So without further ado, shall we, shall we get into it? Shall we start chapter one? Sure. Let's do it. All right. Take us away. Yeah. Um, so our book opens um, as our narrator Katniss wakes up and prepares for her day. Uh, we learn through her narration uh, that she lives with her mom and a younger sister in a house um, in District 12 uh, near the seam that is known for its coal mining. Uh, we also uh, f- hear that it's reaping day, but we don't know what that means yet. Um, District 12 is surrounded by a fence, uh, but Katniss slips through to go illegally hunting in the woods. Um, her father, who died in a mine explosion, uh, had taught her how to use a, uh, a bow to hunt, um, but this is a crime punishable by death by some uh, some power. Katniss meets up with her friend Gail, and they enjoy some lunch, um, but they have a brief, tense conversation when he proposes that they could run away and live in the woods rather than go to the mysterious reaping and possibly be selected for the mysterious Hunger Games. With the fruits of their labor, uh, which are some fish and some strawberries, they go to the black market, known as the hob, to do some wheeling and dealing. 
The last stop on their trade route is to go to the mayor's house to trade for some strawberries. There they run into the mayor's daughter, who they go to school with. After an offhand and insensitive comment from the mayor's daughter about the Hunger Games, we learn a little bit more about the reaping, which... We don't know what they're getting chosen for, but on the day of the reaping, all children from the ages of 13 to 18 are put into a lottery. One boy and one girl are selected and must participate in the Hunger Games. Bad. There are a few catches, though. On your 13th year, um, you put one slip of paper in. On the 14th year, you put two slips in, 15, three slips, and so on. One of the other catches is that you can trade the capital for food rations, um, and the result ends up being as Katniss like uh, notices is that you know if you're uh, short on food, then you end up putting your name in more times in the lottery. Um, Katniss and Gale part ways, and Katniss goes home to prepare for the reaping. Katniss is worried because she had to trade uh, the capital for some food, so her name is in the lottery a lot of times. It's her younger sister's first reaping, so her name is only in once. So Katniss isn't too worried about her. They go to uh, the reaping in the town square, and it's being televised, um, and the mayor gives a speech for the benefit of the capital. The speech uh, finally explains the Hunger Games to the reader. Um, the Hunger Games are that, well, we also get like the history of the Hunger Games, which are that we get like the history of Pan Am, which is in a place um, that was once known as North America, and there were a series of natural disasters that led to war due to limited resources. Um, what emerged afterward was this country consisting of a capital surrounded by 13 districts. There was an uprising from the districts against the capital, but they were defeated. Um, one district was completely annihilated, and the remaining must participate yearly in the Hunger Games as a punishment for the uprising. Um, to rub salt in the wound, the capital forces the populace to ask to act as if the Hunger Games were like a festivity. The winning district gets food and other resources. Um, Effie Trinket um, is a character that is presiding over the selection um, of kids for the Hunger Games in District 12. Um, she doesn't get a whole lot to do here, um, but she's kind of stands out as being like very bubbly and having an affected accent. And she's from the Capitol and she's got a pink wig um, and she will probably get to do stuff later, um, which is why I mention her. Um, she ends up, it's like time for the selection. So she picks out a slip for the girls and who is it? It's Primrose Everdeen, who is Katniss's younger sister. And that's the end of the chapter. I'm so glad that in your summary, you put a lot of emphasis on it's reaping day. It's reaping day. And so on and so forth, because that is the end of like the first paragraph. You just sort of get like this total left hook of a sentence like, oh, and today is reaping day, which <laughs> the more they say it, the more it made me laugh just because it like it it has such ominous portent obviously <laughs> and it always comes at the end of like an otherwise fairly benign paragraph and it it really has the same feel to me as like w whenever they would like zoom in in spongebob and it would be like a realistic painting of like oh, a yeah. character's face like if doing <laughs> it's it just has such a <laughs> sudden tone shift uh, to it every time that I, I, I found uh, uh, very fun. But this 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 whole opening, I would say, I, I found pretty effective. I, I thought that Katniss, Katniss's, like, introduction and, like, this little, like, day in the life 
scene was like pretty immediately like gripping. I I, I like this stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty hooked. I mean, it it obviously like did the fun thing where it slow rolls the lore at you in mm-hmm. a way that it's way more interesting than it, if it front loaded at all, which I think that uh, a lesser chapter might have done. Yeah, no, um, no, like map with like world info in this, right? Like no, no opening text crawl explaining what mass effect means here, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I like starting just like in it. Um, it's definitely juggling a lot at once for one chapter. Um, uh, I, I think that the, um, I think that there's, there's some like double-edged sword stuff here with like the, uh, like the proper noun name places and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or, or just like having like reaping day and, and having the seam and having the meadow and the hob and the forest. Um, and I, I, I don't actually know how much of this is hunger games fault versus everything since then has been copying this from hunger games. You know what I mean? Right. That's, that's just like, I, I read that stuff and I like. I get this sort of like unfair fight or flight response, of, <laughs> uh, but it's 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 you know it's it's I I will never dismiss a technique out of hand, and I also get the distinct feeling that like you know Hunger Games obviously didn't invent that style, but I I think that there is probably a lot of stuff that is just going to be very influential because of um, because of Hunger Games. Uh, what matters here is like not the places currently, right? Like what what matters is is that there is a meadow and there is a forest and the place has a name, you know. And it's, I, I guess it's like it's it's an efficient way to give you a lot of information quickly. I mean, the meadow is kind of a like a bridge too far, right? That like, one's really having funny. To, having to pass a clearing to go to the forest from the seam <laughs> from District Twelve, but, but it's like oh this. That's the meadow. <laughs> the meadow. Um, I, I think also, I, I, like, it being shorthand is helpful, but there, like, it is a little too shorthand in, in places. And I, 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 this is something that I'm, I'm curious if, if, if you felt or whether this is just a me thing. But the speed with which we move from, uh, Katniss's house, which isn't really described at all, to the seam, which isn't really described at all, to the meadow, which isn't really described at all, to the forest, which we know is a forest. Um, <laughs> like, it's, there. there is, for as much as I am invested in the character stuff, and as interested as I am in, like, the broader world-building stuff... This chapter, if I had to like fault it for like one big thing right out of the gate here that that kind of immediately threw me off in these scenes, is that there is like zero sense of place yet. Uh, like th- these things are like like it's 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 effective at moving you with the character through the most important parts of like what she's doing, where she's going, but like the distance between her house and the forest might as well be like down the driveway. You know what I mean? 
Right, right. I mean, yeah, it is just shorthanding it all with those names. If anything, the meadow is the one that is most described because I think she has something offhand to say about how it's like sort of shitty. And it's like, yeah, well, we call it the meadow anyway. Yeah. Like, I have a clearer picture of that than I do any other part of it. But it's like, oh, the seam sure sounds shitty. Yeah. I wouldn't want to work in the seam. You're not a coal miner in a story if you're not part of some broader allegory. <laughs> you're not you're not just like going in for a normal day of coal mining uh in 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 fantasy fiction you are you you it's it's allegory time yeah um yeah the 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 the, the, the setting is so uh quickly moved through the this this whole thing with um uh being able to like slip out of the seam and like the more interesting stuff. And, and and I think the more effective stuff, um, is what Katniss is relaying to us about what it's like to live in these sort of nondescript places so far, which is like, uh, yeah, it's a, I, I live in like a weird authoritarian, like hellscape, but there's like a hole in the wall and nobody really cares, you know, (laughs) like I, Mm -hmm. I, people go out to pick apples and stuff and there's there's sort of a whole system i i find that stuff very interesting um uh just like the place itself so far less so you know like i i don't i don't have a great picture of what it looks like here or like what it feels like here just just like the stuff that happens in this place is at least very interesting right I, I I also think that the some of some of like the uh, description that we do get from from Bella in or oh my God Bella I'm so used to saying Whoa. Bella wow Whoa. not Bella Katniss excuse me uh, similar noirish perspective on the world though oh yeah there's like the line where she's like my dad taught me to hunt with bows until he got blown to bits in the mines. <laughs> There's that. There's my 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 favorite just like like oozing with 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 melodrama line was the stuff about how uh ugly her cat is and how there there's no real love between her and her cat, but when she cleans a kill and she feeds the cat entrails, that's the closest to love that <laughs> they, they ever find. Which is fucking badass, by the way. That, that, that's pretty cool, Katniss. That's scary, but it it does. It's a balancing act, right? It's a it's laying it on pretty thick, but it. I mean, it's effective. It's cool. I don't know. Yeah, I, she did try to kill. Well, she tried to kill a cat and also killed a cat in this chapter, <laughs> or at least relays that information to us. So that's like two two cat murders in the first chapter. Two, two cat murders. She's talked about several dog killings as well. <laughs> Small animals are not safe in this world. No. Um, although there are a lot of them. That that I'm so interested in. The like, what's beyond the world? Uh, what's beyond the wall stuff? Because it's like the the frequency with which Katniss seems to be being attacked by dogs or lynxes or bears or whatever is like kind of a lot. The animals seem to be like fairly aggro and abundant right outside the wall. So yeah, because you can go like hiking. 
in North yeah. America, then you probably won't have to shoot a dog or a <laughs> cougar or a bear or a lynx, right? Yeah, I've seen I've seen a bobcat like once in my right. life. Uh, I saw a coyote one time. Like, oh, I mean, I've seen lots of coyotes, but like, you know, walking around, you know, like, like, yeah, on a hike, I've seen a coyote. Uh, but but yeah, Katniss, Katniss just like <laughs> she's like she's put the she's put the incense on in Pokemon Go. Those creatures are fucking gunning for her. Like it it really seems like a problem out there. Um, yeah, I don't get the impression that the capital, uh, the evil capital, has done anything to like the wildlife. But I guess we'll see. Yeah. Very, very, very interested in finding out if that's, like, addressed at all, or if it's just, like, part of the tone. You know what I mean? Like, because it, it, it could totally just be this. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a dark survival story, so the bears are a little hopped up on <laughs> on murder juice, but uh, there there could be a lore reason. Um, uh, so we meet Gale, um, and, and this is, like, our first sort of, like, conversation- that, that that we see what what do you, what do you, what do you make of these two what do you do you, what do you feel about these two characters um basically nothing about gail um <laughs> unfortunately i think that uh this scene was um like uh overridden in my mind by some of the like clunker lines that like i think this one has yeah. the most clunker uh, in the whole chapter, which is something about them like eating strawberries and like her biting into the tender flesh and the juice exploding in her mouth, and I'm the just berries. Like, there's there's multiple mentions of berries bursting, which is very fun to say. That's a real cellar door. Berries bursting. Berries bursting. Yeah, I. Here's my problem with Gale, and this is getting into like more of the chapter, but I like this is his like biggest scene. Right, this this mm-hmm. conversation. Um, I don't Gale, and like this will be very funny if it turns out that I'm completely wrong. Bookmark this episode, but like this guy has the most death flags of any character in chapter one of a story I've ever seen. Oh yeah, like him talking about how oh we you know we could run away and start a new life maybe you know i oh i, I you know i want kids maybe if if things were better and then going like all all of his very strangely astute political uh analysis of the situation uh he finds himself in mm-hmm. um nobody has been more dead than this guy that's my prediction yeah, yeah, I can totally see that. Because <laughs> he's, because because he's he's not only is he like he's not really a. Uh, I mean, like 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 Kat- Katniss is is very standoffish about like the idea of like any any romance between them, um, but like even without that, he is clearly like a little bit of like a mentor kind of character, right. or, or like like he you know he's. She, she's she, Katniss is is constantly like rattling off the um, the political stuff he's told her. Uh, uh, remembers all of his his uh, his his opinions and like deal strategies, and they've you know they've made this uh, berry growing enclosure in the woods together. This guy is toast. This guy is done. So like. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, th- I think it'll be very funny if he like never dies and he's just like the one guy who makes it through the whole series. But I, I, I doubt it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I totally see what you mean. It's it's the fact that he literally just sort of says the the theme of the story. You know, it's a way to plant hatred between the starving workers of the seam and those who can generally count on supper, and thereby ensure we will never trust another an- one another. It's to the capital's advantage to have us divided amongst ourselves, he might say, if there were no ears to hear but mine, if it wasn't reaping day. Just that like is very astute. He is Katniss and Gale are very politically conscious already, which is interesting. Yeah. Do you think they're learning that in school? <laughs> Okay, so they still have school. They still have school in this place. That's so interesting to me. I like there's so much going on in this one chapter that I'm like either this is going to drive me crazy or this is going to be like the coolest world building I've ever seen. Because we 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 after they have this this conversation in in the forest, they go to the hob, which is just like a big black market. Yeah, in a warehouse. A big black market in a warehouse. I, I, do, are they still in the meadow, or is this back in the seam? I think this is back in the seam. So there's a whole ass market operating, and like the amount of things that that Katniss is saying, like, oh yeah, like the capital police or the protectors, they're called, I think, right? Peacekeepers. The peacekeepers. The peacekeepers. Uh can be bought off and they don't really care as long as you're not like distributing weapons or whatever. And they're there. No one's fixing the hole in the wall and everyone goes and gets apples. And and like, there's a version of this where I'm like, Ooh, this is interesting. I like this like sad fascist detente state where it's like, nobody likes what's going on. So there's just sort of this like unspoken agreement between everyone about uh, you know about like mm-hmm. not rocking the boat but like having like an entire ass market with a name and stuff <laughs> is like you guys are really rocking the boat like <laughs> that that was very interesting to me i'm very curious about the how just how wide the gap is between like the top of the people living in the seam and the bottom because like they you know there's a there's a black market where Katniss and and Gale are trading six fish for a loaf of bread which by the way they got rinsed on that one yeah bad wowie but uh so they're like on a barter system but there's also a mention of like there's like a shopping district and like an apothecary and like shops and stuff so like People are also spending money and, and, and whatnot. So I, I, I'm curious to find out more about like how how stratified the districts are. Right. It seems like not everyone is at the very bottom, at least. Right, because we even get this character who's the mayor's daughter, mm-hmm. who is part of the merchant class of District 12. Yeah, there's 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 a merchant class that seems fairly well established. I, I, I just I think it's it's purely because I don't have a good picture of like the size of the seam, the like different parts of like the different places in the seam. Like does it range from like Katniss's like coal miner like coal miners and below, you know, like like peasants to up to like 
middle class like like Madge and 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 the and the mayor or are they like one step above because because like the the thing that we see is that that Madge has a gold brooch mm-hmm. which is which is extravagant for for uh, Katniss and Gale but like is that the only piece of gold the family has or is it like no they, this is like nice you know you're trick or treating in the neighborhood where they give out like the big bars you know what i mean right and it doesn't feel like unintentional right because cuz gail even has a a little heated moment with 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 madge about like yeah well you don't need to put your name in as many times as we do but she's still putting her name in so like right yeah i'm still stuck on the school I want it like it better be fucking answered whether it's like a state school or if it's just all like district specific. Yeah, like is this just like the mayor's pet project? You know, like he wants there to be a school. The the thing that really stuck out to me was that w- when it said school, I was like, oh, you're going to school, but it's like evil school where they teach you about how good the capital is or whatever. Mm-hmm. They do mention, I did highlight this, they do mention offhand that, like, it seems like there's, like, cliques at the school, because they talk about, like, groups of girls at the school, um, and, like, groups of, you know, groups of girls, groups of guys at the school that she's recognizing in the crowd at the reaping. Um, and then there's also a mention of, like, assemblies and sports activities. I don't know. Like, it seems, it seems a lot more, um, like typical American YA novel school. Could Riverdale exist in the Hunger Games universe? <laughs> Do they have like a, <laughs> their own like Archie Comics crew in the <laughs> in this in this dystopia? Yeah, I there's a lot of the that kind of thing that I am very I I I I think like I've only read one chapter, so really all I can say is hmm, you know. But there's like a few things like that that I'm like hmm about, which is so they still have school, so I want to know what that's about. There's a line where where Katniss says, "No one can afford doctors, so apothecaries are our healers," which I do find interesting because so much of the rest of the of of the stuff that's described, the world building, it, it it's the kind of Soviet world building you would expect from American media, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, it's 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 gray. It's depressing. You have a government assigned job. You have food rations that aren't quite enough to feed your family. Right? It's it's very much like. Soviet bloc country in an American film for the most mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. But in that case, the stereotype that you would go for would not be no one can afford doctors. It was that, like, oh, you think free healthcare sounds good, but wait until you see how long it takes to get in. <laughs> and so I was like, wait, I was like reading that going, like, this isn't the swipe at socialism that I would typically expect 
it, right. it's in, my politics radar is all it, it, it's being scrambled reading this so far i have no idea what angle she's coming at this from uh, yeah i mean like even then i'm like so no one can afford do- does it does it mean that no one outside of the capital can afford doctors and that just means that they are only at the capital mm-hmm. can madge go to the doctor probably yeah. not she probably goes to the apothecary right yeah, because cause that's, like, merchant class stuff, right? Because that's all mentioned. It's it's in, like, the, the square, which is, like, the more merchanty district that she talks about. Mm-hmm. We can assume that the coal they are mining is, like, extraction for the capital, right? Like, they just exist to send coal back up to the, to the capital. Mm-hmm. Then, surely you would do, like, the, the, like the free healthcare skepticism thing instead because like you need the workers to be alive right like (laughs) like that's the whole again i'm i'm purely speaking from just like knowledge of how this stuff gets portrayed in in western media right but like that stuff all works that way for a reason is that you 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 know, if you're looking at, like, even the most, like, cynical, like, like fake communist world-building thing, you would still go, like, well, they want, they want the labor force, like, healthy, so you get, a, you know, you get food rations and, like, free healthcare visits, but it sucks because it doesn't work or, you know, whatever. But, like, here, here it's, like, they're, they're really fucking fending for themselves out here, I guess. Like, it sucks to be a coal miner in Hunger Games, but it also sucks to be a coal miner in the real world. So maybe everything is just, (laughs) like, fine, but the Hunger Games suck ass. That is sort of the impression I get from the Hunger Games themselves, is that the, um... I and I wish that the book hadn't said this. I, I like like this is this is the Gale problem. Gale so correctly turns to the camera and says to Katniss, like, "Well, the cruelty is the point." <laughs> and, and, and like while Katniss is like is first person like explaining the concept of the the reaping and the Hunger Games and the Tesserae and whatnot to us. I really wish it didn't. I wish that these characters were stupider. Right. Because Katniss and Gale are just immediately clocking this as, oh, this is just a uh, this is just a tactic to keep class division active. To keep us at each other's throats instead of instead of fighting the capital. They're doing it to the districts to punish us for the the, the war that happened, and they mock us by making the children fight because they can and there's nothing we can do about it and i'm like well the book's over <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that's basically the story right there like okay i guess i don't need to read the rest almost. yeah no we can dispense with all of that and we can just enjoy <laughs> the hunger games now <laughs> that's true i the one thing i do know about this series is that people say there's like a lot of ownage in this book Nice. Yeah, so, see we got we got the more out of the way. We can we can just cheer on the gladiators now. Yeah, there is a real sense of just like if if the characters already know all this then it damn, it sounds like the story's done. <laughs> like <laughs> story's over. I have learned the lesson of the Hunger Games. Horrible government structures are set up uh purely out of spite. Got it. 
<laughs> that that means the real lesson is who's gonna win. It's it's just it, yeah. I they're too smart. The characters need to be dumber and meaner for like the first book. I, 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 maybe maybe I'll feel differently once they are like thrust into the Hunger Games and things get like more complicated. But I was just so surprised at how on the money they were about everything in the <laughs> in the like expository chapter. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll be the opposite, and well, the real lesson is going to be that the Hunger Games are good. That their Hunger Games are fucking awesome. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's sort of the lesson it feels like we took, like as a society, from these. Yeah. <laughs> like battle royales are fucking awesome. Is sort of right. The, <laughs> the like, like every everyone's favorite game is some form of doing exactly this. Uh, every TV show is this. Everyone th- thinks about their lives like a ladder that they're climbing. That's right. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Though I, I guess that's the that that's the sort of ironic part of me complaining that the characters are like too smart. Is that like chapter one, not even a hundred pages into the book, these characters are just saying the exact politics and themes of the story to to us and. Here we are. <laughs> so I guess it did. I guess even then it didn't stick. <laughs> <laughs> that was th- th- this was also how how I was like feeling reading about the Tesseray system. The like sort of political inkblot test stuff here, it, it, like like this is where it like really got confusing for me because the Tesseray thing, the like the food and oil tokens. If it weren't for the fact that it's an exchange for like putting your name in the ba- the battle royale pool, this seems like absurdly generous to me for an yeah, evil why government. Did, why does the capital care? What are they getting out of this? <laughs> the They're part. literally just giving away resources. They're gonna pick two kids no matter what. Again, the 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 real answer is uh, Gail solemnly turning around and saying the cruelty is the point. But it's it's so weird. It's like if if the government is like mask off enough to the point where a sixteen year old can look at the government and go like, oh yeah, I've I've got this clocked. The, you're doing this to divide us on purpose, and you're doing it to punish us. And there's no there's no rhyme or reason to this other than like cruelty. <laughs> Keep the oil at that point. Like, what's the <laughs> That's a lot of oil to give away. You're getting a year's worth of oil for one putting your name in one time. That's a lot. Yeah, there's like what, like eight thousand kids in District Twelve. Is that what the number was? <laughs> Here's my pitch for Hunger Games spinoff. I, one chapter in, which I guess I shows you that I am enjoying it already. Yeah, I want to see a, a heist of the giant truck that is driving from the capital to <laughs> the district, carrying all the barrels of oil. Uh, and 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 grain that people get got for putting their name in the in the bucket. Absolutely, I love that <laughs> gigantic truck of of uh, of stuff. On the other hand, you have to keep your workforce alive, right? Turning the big dial back and forth that's like killing <laughs> killing my subjects and like giving them too much stuff and trying to figure <laughs> out exactly where to land as an evil dictator. Yeah, it, it's. It's it's not letting me get a bead on it, which which makes it interesting. But but I I don't know. Is this a perils of socialism story? Is this a perils of fascism story? Oh, 
I'll, let me ask you a question. Did, did your eyebrow go up at all at like the first thing we hear about how evil the government is being they don't let you have weapons? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Not right? even a humble bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah, like that. that one is so interesting to me because it's totally reasonable on if like if it was just on a big bullet pointed list you know of like here's the stuff you can't do in the hell future like that would make sense like yeah you don't want your populace to be able to like rise up against you but it, it but, but it being the first injustice that that is told to us it definitely made me go huh a little bit like that's the first thing mm-hmm. kind of all over the place or, or at least it's it's over the place enough where i i understand why it has very wide appeal because it's very much so far a total inkblot test. Right. Yeah. It's not really the perils of socialism or fascism. It's just like perils. <laughs> you pick is kind of what it feels like so far. We're in evil America. Ooh. What if it happened just here? Like, just like the 2016 election. It's complex enough that I know some thought went into it, but it's like frustratingly vague enough that I have no <laughs> idea what what's happening, I guess. Yeah, all we know is they do some sicko shit to divide us. They're doing some sicko shit to divide us, uh, making the making the kids fight so so nakedly evil that even Katniss is like, yeah, this is a this is all a psyop on me. Um, I've got to do it, though. I keep waffling back and forth between like whether that's clever or whether that's boring. The characters all know that it's stupid, but they have to do it anyway because they're stuck there. I mean, like that's to a degree. That's like everyone everywhere, right? Like that's how yeah. you got to go to work. You know, it's stupid, but you got to. Um, onward to the the Reaping Day festivities. The big event. The big event. So you you mentioned this earlier, but I I I I I, I want to talk about it now. Um, Effie and like the representation of like the, the as the one representative of like the capital we've had so far. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? That's a great question. I one chapter in, and I, I do not have enough information, but it is <laughs> some interesting choices about how she's described. Yeah, yeah. I'm so curious to pick apart this books and, and like this series is social stuff because Effie is so just like the politics stuff. I'm a little huh. That's all I can say at this point. But there's a lot of there's mm-hmm. some there's some there's some huh there in the way she's described. Where we are now, I assume that it is a very like simple like demonstration of luxury right is Mm -hmm. what it's trying to be it's like oh the people at the capitol have luxury and they have the like privilege of self-expression right i don't think it goes further than that at least from where we are at in chapter one there i i I, like i said it's it's impossible not to to just just sort of bring a lot of baggage to this just just from like what i know about like the capitol and the movies and stuff Mm mm-hmm yeah, I mean, I think that it is a a something that we will keep our eye on the way that it codes the villains, basically. Effie's appearance is at least fun. I do like this scene quite a bit. Yeah. The, the concept of the reaping is so evil and over the top that having having her be 
uh, this like bubbly TV presenter character. It, you know, it's 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 a cheap pop, but it's great, right? Like, just that that's always fun. Yeah, it's super fun. How vivid a picture is this for you versus some of the like earlier stuff in the chapter? Not particularly I, like vivid. I can't really get a good idea of the size. Like it feels really, really small to me, and I don't think it's supposed to. That's sort of how I feel about the whole chapter. I, I guess I guess that sort of loops back to like the main criticism of like the 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 setting stuff, right? Is it's just I Katniss's house might as well be like in the middle of the square, you know? Like it I I don't know how big this town is, how many people are there. You did find something that might help us out here though. I just re- <laughs> I just remembered. Do you have that oh, on the, hand? Oh, the article from the US Bureau of <laughs> Labor Statistics? Yeah. From 2017, <sighs> by the way. Holy fuck, really? Yeah. 2017 was that were the movies going that long or is this just out of the blue? Um I don't know when the last movie would have come out. It seems like it's a little late, uh, U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this is an article on the official government website um, called Mapping the Hunger Games Using Location Quotients to Find the Districts of Panem. (laughs) This is so good. (laughs) I want to know how the fuck this happened. Oh, it's so funny. Mapping the Hunger Games. I'm just pulling this up. It's so it's so long. This is so fucking long. This article. It's crazy. Yeah, I think that the like conceit is that you you because it all takes place in North America, so you use the U.S. Bureau statistics to determine where um, industry is happening, and then like map on where you think the districts of Panem are onto a map of the United States. That's like so it's a little of, activity. It's kind of a fun assignment, honestly. This this I, this has got to be like some school outreach thing, so you can teach your students what the Bureau of Labor Statistics is. I guess <laughs> this is such a specific. Such a specific uh, .gov here. Yeah. I, I love this stock picture of the really happy coal miners in the District They're 12 so section. They're so happy in the scene. <laughs> They're having a great the, time. These guys are not part of an allegory. These guys are just chilling. These guys are just coal mining. <laughs> like... Yeah, they're not going to get blown to bits. Is that guy holding his phone? Is he looking at his phone? Is he holding a piece of coal? Is that the day's work there? <laughs> is, that, is that a piece of coal? Is he just like, damn, I got a really nice piece of coal. Look at that jawline on that guy. He is. That is a that is a handsome coal miner. That is a, <laughs> kind of a range of ages here, too, I'm noticing. I just realized there's quite a quite a i don't know that guy on the right he's a couple days away from retirement so maybe that's just like a really special bit of coal they found on his last day yeah Yeah. he's training (laughs) training up the new blood (laughs) i didn't notice here's some coal i didn't notice this before he's he's really fascinated by it (laughs) (laughs) oh this is so good too because like this is like right Sandwiched between a bunch of data about like the the nightmare hellscape of Panem. That's just <laughs> uh, I guess I guess they want you to figure out where 
all the stuff is, where would we be? I'm assuming we'd be wherever... Like, we've got all these symbols. We've got, like, diamonds. Oh, that's luxury. Okay, luxury goods, rock quarrying, electronic goods, fishing, power. I mean, we're going to be fishing and power, right? In the Pacific Northwest? That's that's a gimme. This is quite an assignment. There's a lot. I am way too stupid to, like, actually do the assignment, unfortunately. This, there's I a lot. To, of- I need to sit down with, like, a spreadsheet. <laughs> I'm, it's tax season. I've got too many of those open already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we might be transportation manufacturing. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, look well, at that. Yeah, well, well sniped. Hell yeah. I was wondering what the rocket symbol was. I was like, that, that's a little ominous. <laughs> that's transportation manufacturing. No other... No, no more pictures of, like, I was hoping that all of these would have more pictures of, like, happy workers doing the job in that area. Right. But they just really liked the picture of this guy proud about his coal. This is awesome. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. we are no closer to understanding how big the square uh, at the, the reaping is. Yeah. The, the Bureau of Labor Statistics could not help us out with that one. <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of these articles. There's a lot of articles out there that are, like, explaining the politics of the Hunger Games to you, and I can't read any of them yet. They're so tantalizing, but I don't want to get spoiled. It has been explained to us in the first chapter. That's that's what's so funny. Yeah, the the first chapter really just kind of lays it all out there immediately, uh, exactly what... um, what's going on. So I'm very curious how uh, uh, things can evolve from there, if at all. <laughs> um, uh, dramatically, I, I think that this chapter is like great. Like I, I knew it was coming just like through the power of osmosis, but the, I like that it sort of like fakes you out twice in that you, you hear about what the Hunger Games are and how much extra uh, 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 commitment Gale and Katniss have to it compared to more well-off characters. And so you're like, okay, so is it going to be Katniss because she's the, the she's the heroine? Is it going to be Gale? Is it going to be Madge? Is that I, I, like when Madge appeared? I had this moment of like, okay, if I did if I didn't know just just like from existing what happens at the beginning of the Hunger Games, I was like, oh, it's Madge. Madge is going to get selected immediately. Because mm-hmm. um, they make such a big deal out of, like, well, like, she doesn't have to put in her name very many times. Um, so, I, like, I think that, that that sort of, like, double fake out and making it the younger sister is... Like, that's that's just, like, that's just good storytelling. That's just fun. Gets you on the yeah. hook. Yeah, yeah. It made me want to turn the page and read the next chapter for sure. Yeah, you did read a little further ahead. You're Yeah, I did. Yeah. As a just a like adventure story, I think that this comes out of the gate pretty quick in a way that's like immediately pretty interesting. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. It's it's a cool start, I think, to to what I hope is something that is 
kind of a page turner all the way through. It is competing with Maximum Ride, though. <laughs> That's going to be can't, the real question. <laughs> nothing, nothing can compete with Maximum Ride. Um, is there any other stuff from the chapter you want to discuss here? Any other? Yeah, one thing, and it's uh, during the Katniss Gale conversation where they sarcastically say Happy Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's very funny. I mean, I think that overall it's a little funny that um, not only is the Capitol doing this, like, sicko shit to um, their subjects, but that they make them fake enjoy it. As a catchphrase, say, Happy Hunger Games. And I swear to God, <laughs> if we get to the end of the series and, like, Katniss doesn't, she, like... She throws a grenade into, into like, the bad guys. That has to happen, right? Or whatever. And it's like, Happy Hunger Games, motherfucker. Right. Yeah, you you don't you you don't set up that kind of catchphrase without <laughs> that in mind, right? Surely we are going to get some awesome move that she's going to do. Happy Hunger Games. Like I said, ownage is is the only thing I know. But everyone tried to get this book like removed from the library in school because it was too violent or whatever. Which let's see the kills. Let's see some violence. <laughs> let's see some fucking kills. Have you seen or read Battle Royale, the original? No, I haven't. I do know that if you go to Battle Royale on Goodreads and you look at the one-star reviews, it's a lot of people that are like, I came here from the Hunger Games, and this is like some sicko shit oh, compared to the Hunger Games. Yeah, uh, it's way gnarly. <laughs> Book and the movie are very much more like horror movie, I guess, vibes right, in that. Right. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's very good. Uh I, I assume she's telling the truth. She says that she never had never heard of it until someone told her about it. And right. I, I, I believe that just because I, I don't think that battle Royale as a concept is like that unique, I guess. Right. But uh, certainly like an interesting comparison to make maybe. Yeah. It is very easy for me to imagine two authors just independently arriving at this same place. Like, of course. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you live in a, like, like if you like Japan or uh, America or England or like any like world power, right. You are going to like turn on the TV and you're going to see reality TV on one screen on one channel and like war on the other. Right. Like that's, that's an easy observation to get to probably. Yeah. Do you want to, real quick, just for fun, talk about what some of our, like, other ideas that we were floating were? Oh, sure. Because uh, we, 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 uh, we had some fun ones. I mean, I, and, and none of these are, like, off the table, right? Like, we could, uh, uh, we, we could always come back to these. But, but what, were, what were some of the other books that we were thinking of? I was gunning for Aragon because I I love to read s stories that are written by someone who was a child when they wrote them. <laughs> someone who, who is literally like our age. And yeah. Wrote it fifteen years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that that would be a fun one. Aragon would be fun. What were God? What were some of the others? I mean, like uh, continuing with Twilight. Obviously, I just. I, as much fun as I had with those, I think one I need a break from that because it was a real long book. New Moon is a slog. New Moon's a slog, and I think also like the amount of valuable critique we could bring to it when most of what is going on in that book is like the worst aspects of like the tribal exploitation stuff is just like 
not not my lane. Yeah, yeah. I, like once you get to Breaking Dawn, there's stuff that we would just go wild with, right? Yeah. But it's get it's getting there that's really hard. Is is New Moon a situation where like you could watch the movie and get the gist of it and then read? Oh sure. Okay. Yeah, why not? Okay, okay. Uh, were were we thinking Lord of the Rings at one point? I I can't remember honestly. Well, yeah, because we, we were going to do Lord of the Rings because I hate Lord of the Rings right. and you like Lord of the Rings, but then I, then I got COVID <laughs> and, and also love Lord of the Rings now, so that <laughs> premise doesn't work. And also it would be like unfair because I can't think of anything, because after that we would need to do something that you love that I don't like. And I actually don't know, I don't know if there's anything like that. Oh, I'm sure there must be We'd something. We'd have to find but- something. Yeah. Oh, we were also thinking of like TV for a while, like Buffy and shit, right? Like, yeah, because I think that like if I had to pick something similar to like passion level, like yeah. from my past, I would be like, oh, Buffy. Like nothing makes me more mad than Buffy does, <laughs> and I love Buffy so much. Yeah, Buffy. Buffy is would w- Buffy would be fun. Buffy, I think. Like, I, I, I've watched it and enjoyed it, and it's something that, like, matters a lot to your past, right? So, like, it mm-hmm. has a similar vibe to, to like, Harry Potter did um, way back when. But that's a lot of TV, which isn't a problem. But also, like, other stuff happened with, with Buffy, like, in the interim. Right, yeah. We would need to, like, come up with, like, more interesting criticisms and, like, wow, Joss Whedon was a real weirdo on this one, right? Like... Uh, yeah, we have a we have a big and tantalizing maybe pile. Yeah, yeah, there were definitely some others there on that pile, but this is a good one. This is this is this was such a strong choice. Thank you for thinking of it because it somehow completely like just spaced. I like Aragon. I was like also thinking of. Um, I think Artemis Fowl was one I was going to bring to you at one point, just forgot. Oh, yeah, because that's such a, like, came from Harry Potter type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, that that's something I read. I was reading, like, contemporaneously with Harry Potter, right? Like, and, and, and was very clearly part of that wave, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've had some interest in some of those book talk books, too, like just like morbid curiosity yeah. type stuff, just because it's the the thing of the now, right? Y- yeah, that's something that I am like interested in. Like, like that door is open, I think, for like common room episode stuff, maybe. Or like, yeah. not, not, not even common room, but like bonus episode, like we read this wacky book. Right. Um, that's famous on, on book talk or whatever. Uh, I don't know if I could do people you meet on vacation chapter by chapter, though. Hey, that was just a normal, <laughs> normal freaking rom com novel. <laughs> there's, there's, uh, there's the. I, you, you know what might be a fun segment to do, either just in like normal episodes or as like a common room thing, is uh, I have a one of those little libraries just within walking distance. Hmm. And and every time I walk past it, there is like a new I've heard of this book in there, along with like a copy of Thief Four for the Xbox 360 and of a bunch of other shit. But like like there was um what's the what's the one that had the coloring book that got cancelled? Oh god. Uh it's the After the what uh, we 
What I was about to say, what we do in the shadows. It's a Colleen Hoover book. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> I was about to, I was about to say what we do in the shadows, but it's not that. It's <laughs> uh, it, uh, it's uh, it, it's uh, we we do we are. It ends with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure that would be a huge downer, but yeah. I, <laughs> well, no, I, I don't think I want to read that one to be specific, but like that's the kind of thing that is always in my little library. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the coloring book idea. Fucking insane. They tried to make a coloring book. It did get canceled. <laughs> It did get canceled. It very nearly happened. Sadly, we didn't get to see what any of the illustrations you could color were. Right. Um, which there is, are some fan coloring books, which I didn't even know was like a thing you could do. I feel like I I was like vaguely aware of like the adult coloring book thing, but I assumed that that meant like it's like a really hard one. You know, like it's like. Oh, like a puzzle? Like, this is a thousand-piece puzzle? Yeah, it's like, this is a thousand-color <laughs> coloring book or something. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. it meant, like, adult subject, or, like, <laughs> aimed at adults. That That's so funny to me that there's, that there's like, <laughs> are there, like, horny coloring books? I, very. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure there are. I'm Googling that really quick. Dirty and offensive coloring book. From Amazon. Offensive, huh? Offense, dirty and offensive. Virility adult coloring book for relaxation. So is it like porn or is it like Cards Against Humanity? I am taking a look inside. Let's see. Okay. It is, uh, it's like, (laughs) it's neither of those. You're not going to believe this. It's, it's like... (laughs) Instagram inspo phrases. It's a coloring book of like, there's like some flowers in the background, and then in big bold letters it says, I'm all sorts of what the fucking shit today. Wow. Uh, queens don't fucking compete. Although there's no. The, 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 the swears are like censored out. So it's like F pound sign CK exclamation point for fucking there. And it doesn't sound horny at all. That's not horny at all. I specifically googled horny coloring book. <laughs> I'm being led down. Okay, no, here's one. This one's called Virility, the adult coloring book, and the cover is like a, a guy holding his cock. Awesome. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Thank you, Google. <laughs> it exists. It exists. Okay. Uh, we talked about doing The Witcher. Oh, yeah. That would have been fun. That's one that I think we should uh, uh, keep keep in mind because you're you're reading those right now, right? I am reading those right now. I'm like most of the way through the second book of short stories. Okay, cool. Th- actually, that's a that's a fun one to keep in mind because I think the short story format is like a great episode format. Oh, totally. Like we can just sort of do one and done. Here's the here's the short story. That could be a lot of hmm. Yeah. Point is, uh, there's a lot we can do, uh, and uh, we chose this one, and we think it's going to be a lot of fun. First chapter down. We did it. We did it. We did it. Uh, I am just realizing I I prepared so good. I like came up with like a new 
sort of like in between intro. I took all my notes. I'm realizing here at the very end of the episode that uh, I uh, I don't have an outro ready. Uh-oh. I didn't think about that because because Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon, huge thanks to them as always, is not going to be our theme song anymore, presumably. Right, right. Um, did not think about this at all before. I thought of everything else but that. So uh, for now, I will just say uh, uh, we uh, uh, we have a Patreon. <laughs> yep. I am I am lost without being able to say say the thing. Um, I can say what we're reading next week. Yes, thank you. Rescue me. Yeah, Throw no me problem. a life preserver. Next week, we'll be reading uh, The Hunger Games Chapter 2. Unfortunately, (laughs) this book doesn't have chapter names, so that's all I've got. This book has, like, acts, right? It's like, we're going to be reading, like, Act 1, Chapter 2. Oh, you're right. We're in Part 1, The Tributes. Okay, we're in Part 1, The Tributes, so we will be reading Chapter 2 of The Tributes next week, and next week I will also think of a thing to say at the end of the episode. Uh, We can't even say please read another book anymore, can we? No, we can say um, we can say Happy Hunger Games. (laughs) Perfect, yes. Uh, Happy Hunger Games, Liz. Happy Hunger Games. (laughs) But I know what you're after if you catch a ride Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise